Here we go. It is episode number eight of uh, Bark Sportsbook Presents the Odd G's Podcast. There he is, Harry Mays. What's going on, H? Hey, we made it to eight episodes already. I can't believe it. Man, time has just flown by on this show. Yeah. Hey, we're getting close to double digits. We'll have a big party when we do. Wow. Get the 10. <laughs> <laughs> I think people had a pool out there, you know, like over under of how many episodes we'd actually get through and be allowed to do. Yeah, well, we haven't yeah. really gone. We haven't gone too far with anything just yet, but you never no. know. Could happen here today. <laughs> <laughs> Barks may go. You know, we don't really want to be affiliated with. Yeah, this. <laughs> we've had it. <laughs> um, speaking I'm of out. parks, yeah. Speaking yeah. of the park sports book, uh, you got to get the app, download it, and for new customers, you don't even need a stupid promo code. You just open up an account, deposit, first bet, risk free. You've been giving out winners, huh? Yeah, some is, uh, you know, doing okay here, here and there in the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. I'm looking at the golf today, which oh, actually geez. starts tomorrow. Yes, Parks Casino, you can bet PGA Tour golf on the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. And uh, the, to me, the season starts tomorrow in Torrey Pines, California at the Farmers Insurance Open. And I'm looking at a first round leader situation here. Uh, with Sam Burns plus 2,200. I think that's pretty good value on a guy that can obviously handle the length of that course and can also, he's known to go low. He's won a few times already. He's one of the up-and-coming young players, and I think plus 2,200 is pretty good value on him. How do you got to look into football. How, how do you handicap it in the beginning of the the? the tour season here because you don't know, really know where anybody's at right now. well the tour season never really ends yeah i mean they, it's really a kind of 11th month 11 12 month season and these guys do play in the, what they call the wraparound season because there's a lot of tournaments there where they can accumulate valuable fedex cup points because a lot of the big time players don't play in a lot of them so it becomes basically a year-round thing and you can kind of get a read on some of these guys I mean they were they were just over in Hawaii at that uh, at that tour championship event so it's not like these guys put away the clubs like us donkeys do for three or four months yeah. and then they got to get out there and get their games back but the other game that I'm looking at is the football this weekend how about this past weekend of football by the way oh my it, god I, I know theater I know it's the hot take to say it's the you know the 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 best thing ever, but I really think it was the best weekend ever in the NFL playoffs. And I've been wow. watching it for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking at the chiefs minus seven against the Bengals. The Bengals have been a great story this year. Joe Burrow is a stud. Uh, one of my new man crushes in the NFL as Brady goes off into retirement, here comes Joe Burrow to replace him for me. But I think it ends here in in Kansas city. Uh, that team is just so hard to stop offensively, as you saw this past weekend. And I just think the offensive line for Cincinnati will not hold up. They gave up nine sacks to Tennessee last week. I mean, if anything Oof. remotely close to that happens against Kansas City, KC has the offense to take to take advantage of that. Tennessee did not. And that's yeah. why they lost the game. But I think the Chiefs end up winning this thing by 10. I'll, I'll lay the seven. Spag's still the D.C.? Yeah, he DC is. In Kansas City? He oh. is. And I'll tell you. You know, there was there was a thought in the early part of the season, they were playing really poorly defensively, yeah. including when they played here in, in Philadelphia in, in September, that he might be a coach on the hot seat that, you know, Big Red might have to get rid of him if they don't make the playoffs. Then all of a sudden they, they move one of their big uh, defensive ends inside and they acquire uh, Ingram, Melvin Ingram from the Pittsburgh Steelers in a trade for a sixth round pick. And boom, all of a sudden he's got a defense and they're playing at a high level changes everything yeah well you know spags he knows how to he knows how to pivot exactly right, right. it was a pivot it yeah. was a big time pivot yeah. now you remember you remember that morning show idea from from years ago that uh didn't ever really get off the ground but i thought it was hilarious which one gags and spags <laughs> johnny mark johnny marks when he was still there on doing a morning show came up with that idea and they had the promo guy uh do a bunch of liners for it it was hilarious oh so so it was gargano was gags yes was and and, it, and his partner would be spags right right it oh, was man. it was hilarious oh that's unreal oh. Yeah. <laughs> could you see those two just 
That would just be a daily meat locker. Fest. Daily meat locker, exactly. We yeah. shake bags. <laughs> and did, yeah. speaking of Hands the meat in the dirt, <laughs> put his foot in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> did you see Baldy uh, broadcasting a, a video message from the pool? Over no, I didn't see this. Prior to Sunday's NFL games, he was talking about Saturday's games and then previewing Sunday's games. Amidst, he was in a beautiful pool. Uh, it looked like it might have either been in Miami or maybe Hawaii, but it was oh, some geez. very nice tropical location. Baldy living the life, but still thinking about football. I used to love at the end of when he was done at his football season, his vacation. Oh. It would be like a month to Costa Rica, yep. then Colombia. <laughs> and you could just imagine like the Colombian women, oh. uh, you know, looking at the pinky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's wrong with that thing? And, and, and him just like doing a Baldy's breakdown on how it happened with Randy White. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> classic. Love that it. guy. We, we were still trying to get him on this show. Yeah, matter of fact, in this episode, Harry, I, I wrote down a bunch of names. I kind of went through my contact list on my phone, and I wrote down a bunch of names right. for potential guests for the program. Okay. And I'm, it's going to be simple. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the name, and you're going to tell me thumbs up or thumbs down if we should try and book said uh, guest. Okay. All well, right? why, why is it all on me, though? I mean, like, do you not have any say in the matter? Well, I made the list. I oh, mean, okay. and, we'll, and we'll debate it as we go. I'll have, I'll do have lists. Yeah. <laughs> you do today. <laughs> uh, we also put out a tweet for some ask, uh, ask me anything or ask Ajis uh, anything, if you will. And um, yeah. we'll get to those in a couple minutes uh, as well. But the football this weekend, Har, Oh, I mean, the NFL doesn't have to try and make it great theater. No, it just is. And it just happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that was tremendous what happened this weekend. And I feel bad for the Buffalo fans and me Josh too. Allen's such a stud. What, a, oh. what an arm. Tremendous talent. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's come a long way in the last, you know, three seasons or so. But, yeah, I mean, the, the torch was officially passed, I think. We talk about passing torches in our business uh, quite often. And, and maybe it was already passed, but to me it, it became totally official this weekend with Brady, you know, being vanquished at home against the Rams, you know, despite a great comeback. Uh, they lose. And, you know, he's now seriously, I believe, pondering retirement. Now, the things that he's saying leads me to think that, uh, you know, the family influence is going to have have more say than it had in prior years. And he may end up walking away. And then you had Aaron Rodgers lose at home again in the playoffs. That's the amazing fifth home loss for an Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers team as a favorite in the playoffs. And, you know, they go down unceremoniously, only scoring 10 points. Uh, to a pretty good defense and great special teams play out of the 49ers. And now all of a sudden you're like, you know, those two veterans, maybe Rodgers finds another uh, location to play next year. Maybe he walks away. Maybe he ends up hosting Jeopardy. I don't I don't know what he's going to do. I really don't. Hopefully he's back in Green Bay. But I think you really saw Mahomes and Allen and, you know, Burrow is coming up. These young guys have yeah. really taken a hold of the quarterback position at the NFL uh, level. And it's something to see, man. Spectacular. Could you, could you see Brady retiring and Rogers going to Tampa? Ooh, that'd be, man, that'd I, be a juicy storyline now. You know, that's one of the destinations I haven't even like pondered. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, With that those would keep weapons Bruce Arians around. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you wonder like how this is going to play out with the QB carousel. But, mm -hmm. but it's even more pronounced than ever with these young quarterbacks, you know, kind of being the next generation of great ones. Yep. And you look at it and you go, you got to have that quarterback. You just do. I mean, Jimmy G's a bit of a, an outlier, right? Yeah. Yeah. Game manager more than the, just a dynamic talent, yeah. but he's about two levels down from the guys you're talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, Maybe even three. Yeah. yeah could right. be. Could be. <laughs> how yeah. about, uh, how about Stafford? You know, it's a great story. Uh, there's no way they win that game, in my view, if Jared Goff is the quarterback. Um, you know, Stafford got him out to a really nice lead. Then they started to fumble the ball. And, uh, you know, you, you started, you know, maybe have the the thoughts of Brady making another, you know, 27-3, 28-3 in the Super Bowl kind of comeback. And uh, it almost came true. It almost came true. But Stafford uh, – you know, he is he's rewriting his narrative, if you will, you know, yeah. because he had never won a playoff game until this year. And now he goes on the road and beats Tom Brady. And it was still a really good Tom Brady playing it, 
you know, at the top of his top of his game. This wasn't like an aging veteran barely hanging on. Yeah. And that team was stacked. Like they they re-racked that thing and ran it back after the Super Bowl. They had a lot of studs on that defense. A really big win for Stafford. I feel good for him. Now he's gonna have to vanquish another one of their opponents that they can't seem to beat. And that's uh Shanahan's 49ers, I think, have won six in a row against wow. the Rams, uh, coached by McVay. So there's something they seem to have a, a little voodoo hex on on the Rams. But if Stafford can break through there, then he's not only going to be in a Super Bowl, but playing in his home stadium in that Super Bowl. What yeah. a story. Yeah, it's awesome. And like he's tough as shit, you know. He is. You've seen the video when he separated the shoulder and you know, he's on the sideline and he goes yeah. back. Yeah. I mean, what the dude, he was just mired in Detroit. And, you know, you put him with a team and a coach that can really get a lot out of him. And you, you had to wonder, like, in Detroit, you go, oh, he's really good, good numbers and everything. Yeah, but big on. Is arm. he a winner? Right. Yeah. But now you see him. I mean, the guy, and, and like, I love rooting for him. I think he's just an absolute gamer, mm-hmm. big time. And I, I'd like to see them do well. Although I don't, I'm not a big McVeigh fan. No? I think it's a, I don't know, he's a bit of a douche, but. I think he's um, a really good coach, though. Um Yeah. You know, and, and, the, and the acquisition Sneed, the general manager, you know, he put all the chips to the center of the table and they said, screw draft picks. We don't care if we have any draft picks, you know, in the first four or five rounds. We're going yeah. out and getting established veterans. You yeah. know, they go out and get a Von Miller midseason. He has been a beast on yeah. uh, defense in these past couple of games, you know, starting around early to mid-December. He really started to become a force for them. They go get Jalen Ramsey. Uh, who I know had a little bit of trouble with Evans last weekend, but everybody has trouble with Evans. But what a what a cornerback he is. And, of course, they got the best defensive player, arguably the best player in the game right now, and Aaron Donald, that front. I mean, oh. they just dictate terms. It's it's really something to watch, to just focus in on him, on the defensive line, and just watch him dominate uh, despite double teams and all kinds of things that they try to throw at him. Yeah, he just causes ruckus. Yeah, he, he yeah. creates havoc. He wrecks the game. Yeah. Yeah. And just not at his position because of the ruckus that he creates, it opens up everything else because he's such right. a disruptor. Right. Right. He's he might yeah, be that, the best player. That's a great word for it. I mean, if you have a defensive lineman, that's a disruptor. That's a good thing. And yeah. they they move him around. He's not only inside. They'll put him outside. They'll find mm-hmm. the weak link like the uh, the right tackle for Tampa was a backup because Worfs couldn't go. He got hurt in the game against the Eagles. So, you know, they just say they sense that. All right, it's a big third down. Let's put Aaron Donald over here on the right, on the offensive right side, the defense is left side, and he comes in there and bull rushes and knocks the ball out of Brady's arm and uh, almost caused a turnover, but they, they caused a punt. So, I mean, you know, he's so versatile and such a strong, strong player. Yeah, the thing about him, too, like he's a freak. And you imagine, like, you know, the, the backup gets put in and they put this guy over. Yeah, here, here he oh, comes. Shit. Here he comes. <laughs> Do I have tight end help here, coach? Yeah. I mean, can <laughs> I get a tight end and a right. chip from a and running a back, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy's a beast. And yep. You've seen the film all week and you know that that's a focal point And now you got to deal with him on an island. It's like, yeah. oh, man. And he doesn't come cool. off the field, you know? No, no. Yeah, he's an yeah, every down guy. Yeah. Um, so this weekend, big weekend, uh, championship weekend. So you got, so, so you think, you think the Rams get it done or do you think that this is, the I kind of think the Rams, I'm hoping the Rams get it done. I'd, I'd love to see the Rams and the chiefs in the Super Bowl. I think that would be, uh, some really good stuff. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners keep that close and maybe lose by three and cover the three and a half at parks casino sports book. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, that, and that Niners team just a they get after it, man. They've had a really they good run. They got a great front too, defensive yeah. front. Yep. Yeah. And Kittle yeah. is amazing, and Debo oh. Samuel is a joy to watch. He's another one of these guys that they can put in so many different positions on the on the field formations. You can run creative formations, which Shanahan loves to do in the run game. And uh, what a weapon he has been. So you you really think Brady retires? He was I, still I, so good this year. I know. I I'm kind of thinking that this is it, man. I just. Something tells me he's going to retire. All the Hertz commercials now and all that. You're going, all right. Take, yeah. Trying to take a load off, live off the old lady for a little while. Live off the old lady. That's what I do. I, yeah. I, that's what I do is live off the old lady. You and me both these days. It's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, real quick, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on a, a passing that happened over the week, and that would be Meatloaf. Oh, yeah. Were you a big yeah. Meatloaf guy, huh? 
what was he? Was he 76 years old? I want to say. Um, he was 74. Oh, 74. Okay. That's yep. a pretty good run. Yep. A little young these days, but no, I never got into the meatloaf, uh, back in the seventies, that bat out of hell record came out when I was, I think in seventh grade, I want to say that was 77 dashboard or paradise by the dashboard light was like the enormous song that, that year. And everybody loved it. And you'd go to the high school dances and everybody would sing it. And I blanch at all that. I was just like, this song stinks. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't to me. It wasn't my version of rock and roll at the time. And I know it became a huge, I mean, a bazillion dollar seller and good for him. But I was never a big fan. Hmm. Yeah. It was a little too theatrical for me. A little bit. It had a little Rocky Horror Picture Show in it, didn't it? From that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really did. And yeah. um. I mean, the big the big breakthrough hit that he ended up having was, you know, I would do anything for love. And, and the video was right. pretty epic. I mean, that was a pretty epic video mm-hmm. for but, the time. Yeah, that was oh, pretty yeah. provocative, I guess, at the time. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Bad Out of Hell 2 album, which was back into hell, was 93 mm. uh, was which he put out. I, I always wonder how he came up with the name Meatloaf. You yeah. Know? I mean, he was obviously a portly dude. Was that his nickname? Yeah. Like, did somebody call him that? And then he just sort of became the character? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. I I don't know where he ever got the name Meatloaf, but yeah. I mean, like, Meatloaf, like, I like Meatloaf as a meal. Matter of fact, I made it last last night. Oh, the the old lady loves it. That's her favorite thing to make, actually. She loves like a turkey meatloaf, you know, a little bit better on the the calories. It's a little turkey meatloaf. Yeah, it's really, really good. And then the gravy, the whole deal. Like, what you give up, in using the turkey she makes up for with the gravy so it all okay. balances out all right well mashed I mean, potatoes but, but like i love meatloaf but the name is not an appealing name no you know what i mean like it, no. it sounds like anything loaf mm-hmm. does not sound good other right. than a loaf of bread correct you know? like, like a sourdough yeah there's exactly yeah and you know but you look at him and you know do you know what his real name was no marvin marvin lee a day is his well, name maybe if i was like marvin like a, the only marvin that can really get away with is marvin gay right yeah well marvin Hagler. well that's true yeah and if not he'd knock you out marvin bagley now in the nba is yeah yeah, marvin bagley? Um, yeah yeah but so yeah if, if you're a chubby kid though like for you know from the suburbs in the 70s 60s and 70s named marvin you probably got picked on though yeah hence I the name imagine. meatloaf yeah yeah he's your meat yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, rest in peace to Meatloaf. Uh, another one, I don't want to say gone too soon. Like you said, he had a good run. But, um, you know, his daughter is married to my doppelganger. One of Meatloaf, my doppelgangers. Meatloaf's daughter. Yeah, he's married to Scott. She's married to Scott Ian of Anthrax fame. Huh? Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's his father-in-law. Okay, well, is she in the music business too? I or no? don't. I don't know. Okay. Um, huh. But I don't know if she's like Mini Loaf. <laughs> what you call her? <laughs> yeah, that would not be a good, attractive name for a, for a young lady. You not know, for anything Loaf. No. Yeah, who's your dad? Oh, my dad's Meat Loaf. <laughs> yeah. Now AJB on the stream says you got to have ketchup on the Meat Loaf. I, I agree. I put ketchup that, on ketchup. <laughs> that's an acceptable, you know, a condiment for for meatloaf. No, I think it's the only condiment probably outside of gravy. Well, you can do the ketchup mixed with like a little bit of Worcestershire or ketchup mixed with a little bit of A1 to give it a little oh. a little bite. A little kick. Yeah. yeah. Like some people put a glaze on it when they cook it. I, I don't like do that. that. A little yeah. crispiness, like a little crispy covering kind of thing. No, no, they put a glaze of like ketchup and chocolate. But then the ketchup gets hot. Hot ketchup, not good. Okay. Is that something you'd have to apply with a brush? Either Maybe. a brush or a, a spatula. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why I'm on doing Anthony thing. Yeah, I don't know. But it's Because um, we started off talking about Baldy. Oh. Yeah, probably. Oh, um, oh. So, um, but you, do you, when you eat the meatloaf, like the perfect meatloaf dish is meatloaf, mashed potatoes, and corn. Now, do you mix the three together? To, to um, make a pseudo shepherd's pie, or do you eat them separately like Rob Ellis, who wouldn't let the meatloaf touch the potatoes, which could not touch a kernel of the corn? Oh, you're not kidding. Uh, you remember that plate? Uh, we got plates oh. sent in to us 
uh, pictures of certain plates, like the cafeteria plates where it would keep all the things in their own little separate compartments. And Rob, right. Rob, Rob laughed his ass off at that. That was true. Rob's going to come up again in the show, by the way. Yes. Uh, sources are telling me. Um, no, I think it's acceptable there to dump all that together. I agree. With the gravy and all this stuff. And if you're going to have ketchup and corn, though, I don't know about that. But if you have a gravy, I think the corn, the ketchup, and the mashed potatoes makes a nice, like, brew, stew, almost like a stew. Yeah, I just mix it all up. My kids are like, why do you eat like that? Like, I have to have a piece of every element mm -hmm. in every bite. Yeah, you, you did do that. You'd mix everything. When, it, when I'd watch you eat breakfast mm -hmm. or lunch, it was, it was, was eye-opening. Quite to gross. At least. Yeah. I, I mean, there's bit. times when I'll just open the fridge and I'll go, oh, I got some leftover scrapple. I'll have that with a little bit of oh, that leftover chicken and some mashed potatoes. And I'll just cut it all up and mix it together. And it tastes wow. great because they're all things I like. <laughs> and they tend to lend to each other. Right. Right. There's a, there's a chemistry. Yeah. Amongst a, the food. I'm yeah. a food chemist. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, <laughs> any other things uh, in regarding the sports that you want to get to? Huh? Um. Well, I mean, the football just kind of blew me away this past week, and it goes it goes without saying. Um, the overtime rules. A lot of people are up oh, in yes, arms all this. now that uh, Buffalo didn't get their offense to touch the ball in that overtime. In fact, our buddy Kevin Kikade over at Crossing Broad is apoplectic about this situation. He has, he has written articles on it on the website. He has uh, pondered on Twitter with ridiculous uh, analogies to other sports. I mean, he's talking about gymnastics. He's talking about baseball and, and equating. I swear to God, it's true. You can go check him out on, on his Twitter. But yes. so he, he's not alone. I mean, a lot of people, you know, whenever something like that happens, they all want to change the rules. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, look, Buffalo has a defense, by the way, that let allowed Kansas City to go two plays and get in field goal range in 13 seconds to get to overtime. Yeah. They lose the coin toss and then allow them to go seven or eight plays and march right down the field for an easy touchdown. I mean, they, they had Mikal Hardman expose them on the same play that the Cheetah did a couple of minutes ago, the exact same play. They had, they had nothing. So you mean because they had nothing, we have to give the ball to their offense? Make a stop. Change the rule for them? Yeah, make a stop. Hold him to a field goal, and yep. Josh Allen will get his chance to drive down there, score a touchdown, and win the game. Yeah. Like, I don't know what do you want from me. Yeah, I, I think this is um, – and I like Kevin Kincaid, but this is a bit of him. participation trophy mentality. A little hey, bit. you got to overtime. We both need to get a chance. No, you right. don't. You need to stop them at a, at a minimum at a field goal, and then you get the ball to either tie it and move forward or right. score a touchdown and end it. Right. How about forcing a turnover, uh, you know, at midfield, yeah. and then you can just kick the field goal and win the game. Yeah, and look, I, I get it. Kansas City's constructed with a great quarterback and a great oh, offense. They're I tremendous. Get yeah, but they're tremendous. You got to make a stop. This is the playoffs, and that's what it's one of the things that makes the NFL great. Like people just got to get it out of their head that a coin flip determined the winner because the coin flip didn't determine the winner. It just determined the Bills' possession. defense did not. Right. Right. Exactly. So precisely. Right, you have now, any thoughts on the Flyers losing 12 straight, Ha? You know, I, I just saw that they, they lost 12. I mean, it'll be 13 tonight uh, as they'll lose again to the Islander. Uh, and I understand that the general manager, Chuck Fletcher, is meeting with the media tomorrow around 11 o'clock. And I'm just wondering, what is he going to say? Yeah, I, I think, look, like Flyers Twitter's freaking out about it, obviously. And he better do this or he better say this or he better go up there and resign, blah, blah, right. blah. I'm just telling people right now, and I forewarned them on the post game show last night after the after the game, and forewarned them on the Flyers Daily Pod today that you're not going to be satiated with what he says, right? Because he's not going to throw a player, a coach, a person in the organization under the bus, right? Why? Because general managers don't do that publicly. Mm -hmm. That's career suicide, right? You know, if you do something like that, um, so he's not going to do that. Um, I think there'll be some elements in there of, you know, people are going to look at it like, oh, whatever. You're just saying, yeah, we got to be better. And that falls on me. And people are now blaming the media because they want the media to go in there and be like, that answer is not good enough. Right, right. I want more. We want a pint of blood. Mm -hmm. Right. Give us a head. You know, put Ned Stark's head on the dais when you're doing it. You know, or nice Game of Thrones reference there. Yeah. 
or, or they're not going to be satiated and, and yeah. they're going to be pissed off. And, but just, but I said this, just because how he doesn't sit there and throw players under the bus or coaches or, you know, and says things a certain way does not mean he doesn't understand and agree with some of the people's thoughts about certain players and coaches. Right. You know, they're just not going to say it publicly. So I don't know. It's just going to, I mean, it's as bad as it's ever been. I think if they, if they lose tonight, which I think they will, they'll break the franchise record for consecutive losses dating back to 1999. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Right. Wow. They've never lost uh, more than 12 straight tonight could be that uh, opportunity and it's a back-to-back form. They're up against it. And yep. You know, they are missing a lot of players. Like people will say, oh, you're just making excuses. No, they're missing a lot of players. I mean, when you're missing your 1C in Couturier, 2C mm-hmm. in Hayes, mm-hmm. and on down the line, um, I mean, obviously your number one defenseman in Ryan Ellis hasn't been there all season. Right. But, I mean, it's hard to overcome that normally, but it's still not an excuse to lose 12 straight and have lost, you know, I had a 10-game winless streak prior this season. Unreal. Well, at least Yandel passed a milestone, a personal milestone last night. Yeah, that's so pretty they, impressive, though, Harry. They got that. Yeah, it is impressive. Except I mean, he's been here for like a cup of coffee. Yeah. Like, can, it, do you really count him as a flyer? No, no. I mean, yeah, and his okay. play has not been good this year. No. But you got to respect a guy that's been able to answer the bell 964 straight times in the NHL. Yeah. I could not do that. I mean, he had not even on radio. Out. I could yeah. not do that. No, I mean, either. He had no. nine teeth knocked out and his jaw wired shut and played through it. Is that right? Nine teeth yeah. at once? Yep. When was that? Um, I think it was like in 2013, I want to say. Way to get a puck to the grill? Yeah, right right Oof. to the choppers. Oh. Yeah. Oh my Can you imagine that? And playing through it, Harry? Oh, my God. You got to be a tough bastard. Wow. Um, so I get this tweet from a guy last night. Yeah. And Keebler889, and he says to me, Remember how we were told to be patient during the last rebuild and how brilliant this organization was by Flyers media? Holmgren, Hextall, Fletcher all failed. I've never seen a group of reporters be so wrong, which in my opinion is how we got to this to be such a mess. Always got a pass. So now it's the media's fault that Nolan Patrick was a mutt. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I love that. I mean, you know, if the media was critical, of any of those said guys more often, what would that have changed? Nothing. And, and, and the media has been, but they want, I swear, I think that sometimes people just want the media to go in there and fist fight players Mm -hmm. with a general manager. And that's the only acceptable answer. Right. The, the, the farm system wasn't being touted by the local media as being great alone. It was the national pundits and the draft and prospect experts nationally that Mm. had them ranked that high. And they were ranked that high for a legit reason, but it just hasn't. The development has broken off, and right. that's the problem. So that's the problem. Okay. And that's an organizational problem. Right. That's an organizational structural flaw. Now, where, when is the trade deadline? March 21st. We still, we still oh, got wow. roughly two months, Harry. Jeez. Yeah. And Giroux yeah. slated to play his 1,000th game on March 17th. Wow. Against Nashville. It would be at Wells Fargo. I think it'll be moved before that. You think he gets moved before he plays his thousandth game? Yeah, because I think oh. you move him a couple of weeks before the deadline. Oh, okay. Hmm. No, wow. I, I don't and think... he's going to okay this. You think? He's yeah, got to okay he... it. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I think. I think those conversations have already happened. Even though um, publicly they've said that they haven't. I think that yeah. stuff has already been going on. That's my suspicion, at least. Now, what about the coach situation? Well, they hired a they hired a um, new assistant coach today because I mean they've been short ever since they let Av and. Uh, Michelle Terry and go mm-hmm. and they just brought in Nick Schultz from player development to help out with the D, but they just brought in a guy that John Torchetti uh, is the new guy that's in here to help with the bench for the rest of this year. So, okay. So he's not the head coach. No, no, he's just an okay. assistant. Mike, Mike Yo will be the coach through the end of the season. You don't, I mean, in a lot of ways, Flyers fans, you don't want them to win. Yeah. You don't, you want them right. to have the most lottery balls in, in the equation. It's a, the season is gone, right? You don't want them to win. And, you know, you just want to see some things in this second half that are encouraging, like some of the young players, like Morgan Frost and Cam York, and maybe some others that get a call up and you want to see them play well. And I mean, there is, I mean, Carter Hart's been amazing, so that's good. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a shit show. Right now they're in the sixth position, but there is a lottery. But if they, if it just went by straight record, they've essentially got what the sixth worst record in the NHL. 
And that's, that's just because point. they got off to a good start. Yeah, right. They did. And like teams like Montreal and Arizona did not get off to a good start. So right now they have a 7.6% chance to land the top pick, 79 mm. to get the, the second pick, and then 30% chance at the sixth pick and 43% chance at seven. Okay. So, right. But that could improve. I mean, I mean, and it's not like they're they're tanking. They're just not good enough, and they're going to sell off some pieces. So, right, uh, we'll see where it goes. All right, that's enough. Yeah, of the, that was the a lot of hockey. That was yeah, too much that's for me. I've really a lot. I need a break. You had to do the post game last night. You got one tonight too. I know. And then I got to do a podcast yeah. after that. Harry, it's oh. not easy to do a daily podcast when things are this. No, it's not. Wow, out of, out of control. It's good work by you. All right, let's get to the uh, ask. Uh, ah, geez, anything. All right. So I put yeah. out a tweet and I actually have some audio for this first one. So we can take a break for like a, a two minutes here. Har, oh, because wow. Thor Marcus uh, tweeted in at Thor Marcus 24. And he said, said your favorite Bernie from Brumall memory. Huh. Also, who are your favorite callers from your past shows? Let's start with the second part first. All right. Um, who, who were some of the guys that you liked that when they called in with, whether it was with you and Bruno or you and yeah. Ellis, you and, baldy or westbrook or with me whatever yeah well, I, I used to love tone from the barbershop back in yeah. the day because he'd call, yeah yeah he'd call up you know he always had a, a a strong take uh i loved his delivery and then every now and then when teams were making their run he would supply some musical uh accompaniment like he put together songs and some of them were pretty darn good back in this back in like when the Phillies were making their all their runs and stuff. not like Butch from Manny Young, but good. Songs. No, 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 no. This was quality stuff. Uh, I loved Tone. I loved Jose. Uh, I was one of the few people that really kind of got how to deal with him. Yeah. Um, but I loved him. He's classic with uh, especially with the Bruno show. And <laughs> you're going to laugh at this. I used to like Henry from Tampa. Henry, Harry. <laughs> remember him rob loved him oh he 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 couldn't stand it and that was part of what made it great yeah is rob wanted to hit the button and just be done with him and yeah. i'd just keep talking to him yeah hey Harry. <laughs> uh, uh some of mine were i love bob from glenmore oh hey, yeah Mike. hi yeah. mac oh i love that guy he, now he eventually moved to tennessee then didn't he well, he was from Tennessee oh. and moved to Glenmore. Oh, but I thought he moved and again moved somewhere back. else. Yeah, I thought I he, he moved did. some. He had some health issues, too. I met him at one yeah. of the fan fests. I love that guy. Great guy. He was always drinking whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Mark. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> he was awesome. He was a good guy. That, he I was. He was dealing with some cancer. I'm not sure what the latest is on him. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I liked him a lot. He was a great guy. There was a, a guy that used to call, I think his name was Aaron from West Philly. And he'd always be like, yeah, Martinez, that's my bull. Yeah. <laughs> he was just a great caller, right? <laughs> and he just he was a good one. I mean, some of the ones on Mike's show that were just dreadful were oh Ingi. Ingi just oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was just in he was always talking about the album that he was gonna drop. Uh-huh. <laughs> the yeah. music album. Or not that wasn't Ingi, that was uh, ish. Oh yeah, different. Yeah, different. Um, but no, <laughs> Ingi's an Smith. Ish. Ingi was just a flat out idiot. Yeah. And that wasn't an act from Ingi. That was yeah. legit. I know. We, I met him. Yeah. 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 Uh, he, oh. he popped out to, uh, what was it, uh, Hooters at one time when we did the, uh, the broadcast for the NCAA, NCAA tournament. tournament. We'd always yeah. be out there for the first day. But how about Arthur? Yeah. Ar Yo, brothers. Yo, brother. He, was like he great. just smacked two, uh, smoked two packs of camel no humps. Right. <laughs> Give me a pack of humps. Yeah. And, you know, Angry Al was always pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I like, I like Al. He still checks in on the streams. I, I got a text a message from Mike Murgat, who was uh, my associate producer. Oh, yeah. And he him. loved, loved Arthur. Uh-huh. And I get a text from him not that long ago. goes, yo, Arthur's on the radio. He called in to, like, <laughs> ask him Saturday show. Which up, genius? <laughs> you in jail yet, genius? Eh. Uh, it's just no, uh, I'm coming back from the Borgata. You know, yeah, like, yeah. So, 5 a.m. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there were some good ones. Um, as far as uh, the, the Bernie from Brumall part of the question. Yeah. That Thor asked, favorite Bernie from Brumall memory. I think we have audio. I mean, I don't, I don't know that there's a better one. No, there isn't. Than, I've heard this. Yeah, I mean, this. Yeah. I, and I got to thank the guy who, let me see who the guy was that tweeted it out. Yeah, um, give him credit. 
I got it here because he got it on his DeWalt boom box. I saw that. The yellow DeWalt boom box. Yeah. Brendan Casey, and he's filming it with his cell phone. So let's uh, let's play this audio because this this was not planned by you and I. No, no. This just happened, and Bernie happened to call. Mike, Bernie usually called Mike's show. Mm-hmm. But Bernie called in, and uh, we had a little bit of fun on, on this occasion. So here it is, and I'll let people hear it. All right, we'll just go like that. What's that with the pursuit busters? <laughs> with the what? The pursuit busters. That's everybody all what? over the place. He was banging pots and pans. Yeah. <laughs> Noisemakers. Oh, man, I was just doing my thing uh, in the nighttime, the daytime. I said, this can't be. There's five million pans in that stadium. I couldn't go to see if I had money. And then what does he say? What's that, that Steve? Steve? No, I'm sorry. I talked to my guy. Go ahead, why? He's got people there. Bern, did you try to climb one of those Crisco'd up greased poles? <laughs> I was at the top when they called my name. I said, I'm burning from Boomer. Don't forget it. Because if you do, you ain't allowed in the street no more. I'm burning from Boomer. Right. <laughs> I said, if you forget it, you ain't allowed at my street. I Who is it? Goes, What's that? Who is it? Who is this? Burning from Boomer. You know who I am? Yeah. Oh, you're, you're Bernie from Broomall. Who? You're Bernie? Huh? Are you Bernie? <laughs> I'd like for you to get on the phone because I hardly hear you anymore. People call me, where are you going to go? I says, every time they push my button, I'm on. I said, I love it. I don't get enough of it. Are you still here? Yeah, I'm here. What? I'm still here. So I'm here, buddy. <laughs> huh? Oh, all right, Bernie. Right, Bernie. Bernie. Thanks for checking in, man. It was hey, an epic call. Hey, Bernie. Listen, listen. I look. I listen every day. I can't get to sometimes because you're so crowded up. I know. That's a good thing. We gotta get you in. When you wanna get me in? Anytime. Oh, you're welcome in here anytime. I know, but bring I your microphone. I, I I want to get back in the station. Just oh man. Here. I burn. I'm to get back. The people call me. They come out to my door. They don't even believe it's me. They say, let me, my daughter wants to hear you. I said, say what? Say what? And then they say, oh, that's him. <laughs> Who is this? Bernie from Boomer. <laughs> I'm Bernie from Boomer. Yes. I do it all when I'm in Bernie's room. You know who I am? Yeah, you're Bernie. We got to keep this up for five <laughs> minutes and podcast it. Yeah, <laughs> I would love it if we could still do it. Yeah, what? we'll get you in. We'll get you in. Yeah, we'll put you out on Coach Camille's couch. Oh, that'd be great. Yes. Are you still here? I'm still here. <laughs> oh, my God. That's enough. That was unbelievable. I love that. Huh? <laughs> I'm there just firing off drops, oh. and he's responding to drops of himself. Of himself. Who's this? I'm Bernie yeah. from Booball. <laughs> Oh, God. That was classic. Oh, I almost you'd, felt bad. You'd come in with that little Mr. Microphone thing. You remember that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he had the no. nice coiffed hair. Oh, the, that's he had the, great I, hair. Always perfect. Yeah. He kind of yeah. looks like Liberace. A little bit. <laughs> right. A little bit. Yeah, minus the, you know, the, the, the diamonds and the sequin suits and stuff yeah. and the candelabra. <laughs> but he was so old school, he'd never show up empty-handed. He always brought pastries. Right, he, he would always have stopped off somewhere on the way in. Yeah, that's uh, an yeah. old school move. You never come empty-handed. Right. Like my mom would never uh-huh. come out to the house without a box of yummy donuts. Oh, the, the yummy oh, bakery, yum. the yum yum donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring them every time. Maybe some was- bear claws. Remember the bear claw back <laughs> yes. in the seventies? Yeah, the bear claw. <laughs> so classic, Bernie. Oh. Just that was uh, great. I, apparently, he called in not that long ago too to one of the shows. Oh, he did? Yeah. Uh, Kevin uh, tweeted in and said, um, your favorite your favorite caller and least favorite, but we kind of did that with... Yeah, we did that. ...with Thor's question. But let's get to this question from Justin Decker. Yeah, I see this. Yeah. Justin's a goaltender, by the way. Oh, he is? And, yes. Oh, okay. So he's uh-huh. a pipesman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he knows how to stand on his head. So he presents this scenario. He mm-hmm. says, Pat Egan, the bro... Rob Ellis, you got to murder one, share a house with one, and spend 12 hours at a bar with one. So which wow. one first hour are you going to murder? Uh, the bro. Bro's out? Yeah, he's out. The bro's <laughs> out. That, okay. that was an easy decision. The, the tough decision comes down to this between Egan and Ellis because 
Robbie E is great to spend time at a bar with. I've done it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been at the, the, what do they call it? The triangle or whatever, uh, tap room over in Delaware County. I'm hoping to get the name right, but we went there for the NCAA tournament. He's great in a Delco tavern situation. So I would love to do that. However, that would mean I'd have to share a house with Egan and that is not happening. No, because Egan is a small man and a little slob. And all he does is eat like sugared cereals and drink like Mountain Dew. And he's all hopped up watching movies all night and then giving his reviews. I could not deal with that. There'd be shirzies like stinky uh, Phillies, J. Bruntless. Yes, exactly. Bruntlet. Yeah. All over the house. And I could not deal with it. And I, I'd have to, if I'm sharing a house with somebody, it would have to be somebody that wouldn't wear their hat on backwards 24-7. So he's out. So I'd have to spend the house with one of the other more meticulous uh, men I know, like myself, Rob Ellis. The house would be spick and span. Everything would be in order. And you could always have people over because it's, you know, the place never looks a mess. And I could spend the 12 hours at a bar with Egan because he doesn't drink. Yeah. So he could drive me home. Yeah, DD. You get the designated driver exactly. out of that. It's exactly. Second level thinking, huh? Right. Um, when Egan was producing our show, yeah. I remember I'm in there one day, and I'm in there early, and me and him are sitting there talking in like the the jock area by mm-hmm. uh, Hagen's office. Right. And you come walking in with the bag, the backpack, yeah. yeah. And and you said to Pat like right away, like, "Hey, can you get like." Ask him mm-hmm. to pull audio, and he yep. just turned to you and goes, oh. "I'm not ready for you. I'm not ready for you yet." Like with an yes. attitude. Yes. You're yeah. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> he just come out and be like, "I'm not ready for. <laughs> I'm not ready for you." <laughs> right. Such a pain in the. Oh yeah, I loved him. Don't get me yeah. wrong, I loved him. He, he but I wouldn't want to share a house with him. He produces our Flyers games, and I always have to ask him like. When we're given the credits at the end, like thanks to our engineer, thanks to Pat Egan, uh-huh. Pat, who was on highlights tonight, and he'll give me a name of some former employee every uh-huh. time, never the actual guy. It's he busted right. out a Lauren Fantini the other day. No, yeah, oh, wow, <laughs> yeah. Has he ever said my name? No, he has never given. Uh, that's that'd be a good point. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's he breaks out all these former <laughs> Ryan Spillman and Joe oh, Tuzio. That's and, great. All these dead Mike Murgit. You go yeah. Murgit, yeah. Yeah, Murgit's I mean, Mer- made the cut. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's get to some of these names for guests. Yeah, and w- w- I want to get your thumbs up and thumbs down to see if these are potential guests that we should reach out to to try and get on the Ajis podcast. All right. Okay. All right. So I let's just—they're all over the map, but let's start with Ruben Frank. Like he's a good uh, football guy, yeah. right? Uh, let me give you a thumbs Good up. Good music guy, too. Oh, he's a big music guy. Yeah. yeah. Keyboard Absolutely. player. We can go to a, a lot of different directions with Rube. Absolutely. Yeah. Although he is a little music snobbish. Like he's in the yeah, like okay. off the radar stuff more than anything. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, Rob Ellis is on the list and he absolutely is a thumbs Absolutely. Up. We got to get Robbie in. How about Rob's former boss, Michael B, Michael Barkhead? Sure. We got Paul hey. And B is here. I'd love to do to do uh, something with him. Absolutely, he works with Barrett on the uh, the pre and the post game show on yep. uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Sure, if I could just get some of his energy. I'd oh, I know, love it. I know. Right, how about uh, one of my favorite guys that I've worked with, and I think you and I did it, had him as a guest a couple of times. How about G Cobb? Oh, you're kidding me! I love G. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, <laughs> I did a couple of a uh, couple of shows with G. Uh, in fact, they were morning shows. We went down to the tropics. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I love working with him. He's a great, uh, great football guy. Of course, played in the NFL for what the uh, Detroit Lions, the Eagles. Uh, who else was, was Cowboys? Dallas, right? Yeah. yeah. And he played at USC in college, I believe. Yep. He did that. Yeah. Do it? Did he do but that? Did he? Oh, he did. Did he? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> you just got to hope he doesn't fall asleep. No, nah, that's stop. He just fell asleep on uh, when I was at WIP. I know. <laughs> John Johnson produced it. And there's a caller on the hey. air. And the caller's going on and on. And he goes, ain't that right, G? <laughs> nothing, right? Yeah. Happens hey. again. Hey. G, nothing. John Johnson looks up and, and G Cobb is sawing wood in the host chair. And John Johnson has no idea what to do. They're live on the air. It's like right. 1 a.m. Yeah. John Johnson just turns on the mic of the producer and goes, 
WIP Sports Time, 1253. It goes to break. It goes to break. Go wake G up. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, those hours that he was doing sometimes were, uh, you know, those are tough hours, man. Well, he, he'd eat like a pound of spaghetti in the green room. <laughs> It's like no wonder you're tired. Is that right? Yeah, it's all the pasta sitting yeah. in your in your gut, man. Uh, how about uh, the camera? Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> Talk about it. I mean, he is just one of the more unique characters. Oh. Um, very, very, uh, very unique. Yeah, very unique. Yes. <laughs> uh, he called me a couple weeks ago. Just wanted to check in, see how the family is. Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he's got that WI pay. He has yeah. that, he has that whole accent down. Yeah, and he doesn't say the word league. He says the word leg. 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 <laughs> it drives like, me like, like Phil Martelli, we used to say. Yeah, exactly. This leg. This leg. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh Ray Dinger would be a slam dunk, obviously. Of course. How about how about Matty Cord? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going through some of the radio people. We'd have to like you know hold down the Pearl Jam talk to somewhat of a minimum because he could go crazy on Pearl Jam. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, we could talk it, we could talk Sixers with him, we could talk all sports, and of course, all the music stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about Angry Rob Cherry? You know, I never met him. Oh, he's great. I've never met him. So I'm gonna leave that up to you. Yeah, Rob. He's a great guy, and he, he's total hippie still. Yeah, okay. Angry. Nothing wrong with that. SOB. I love him, though. Is he, he really guy. angry? Because people say I'm angry, too, and I'm really not. He's he's um, jaded. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, he's a little cynical. Yeah. How about a, Absolutely. Yeah. How about Ross Tucker? Of course. He's I a Burks County with, guy. Yeah. Yeah. That lives out there now, as a matter of fact. Well, he went to Wyoming Missing High School, played mm-hmm. football for they got a really good program out he went there. To Princeton. And, then he, and he went to Princeton and then on to the NFL, uh, played in Washington, played in Dallas, and was it the Giants? Was it the Giants he played for or chart? I can't remember. I know he was a he, I think he was with three teams, and I thought they were every division team that the Eagles used to go against. Yeah, he's a but good maybe guy. I'm wrong. He is a good guy. I Smart worked with him. Guy. Yeah, doing some shows for um, Intercom at the time when that national show that he was doing, I was doing. Oh stuff. yeah, right. Uh, I put Selleck on the list. That's obvious. Baldy's obvious. Yeah. Uh, how about either Preston or Steve or both? Um, could we do? Is it possible to do both of those guys at the same time? I guess it would be. They came on our radio show before. I mean, came down. Could, I mean, you can't ask them about sports because they don't know the difference between a hockey puck and a beach ball. No, no, I, I would want to ask them just about you know doing their show and and music because you know Preston's a big time drummer. Yeah, and he's a good he drummer. Loves, too. Yeah, he loves like you know Neil Peart and you know Rush and all you know lots of stuff. And he plays golf too. He's a pretty good golfer. Yeah, lives on a course. Uh huh. Matter of fact, yeah. he lives in his neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, Joe Ganascoli? I don't know him. He was in The Sopranos. He was Vito. Which, oh, that okay, okay, yeah, sure. His, his number was in my phone, so I figured. Oh, yeah, I, I'd throw his name in there. Vito, <laughs> Vito Soprano, not Vito Soprano. Vito uh, uh, Spatafor was his Spatafor. Name. Okay, yeah. Um, Golick, yeah, that's a yes. Yeah. How about our old buddy Seth Joiner? You know, it's a little intense. I, he's very intense. You and I did a show with him on Mondays after Eagles games for, I think we did it two hours, right? Uh, yeah. The first two hours were with him. And he'd be great. I've been trying to get him on uh, my YouTube show with Barrett, and Barrett can't seem to run him down. He's hard to get. Really? He's he owes it to, to us to, to freaking come on this podcast for Christ's sake. You know, I don't, think, I don't think Seth would look at it that way. No, I don't think so either. either. <laughs> but I'd love to talk to him. Yeah. Um, what about I, I texted uh Caliendo, so that's an obvious one, too. Yeah, how about John Cruck? Oh, that's yeah. baseball, Harry. You're a little anti baseball these days. I'm well, I, I, I'd like to talk to him about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not anti John Cruck era of baseball. I used to love baseball when he played. Yeah, me too. You know, just don't so, anymore, right? Um, yeah, um, Mortensen's obvious. How about Buster Olney? That a um, thumbs up on Buster. He can get a little, he can get a little coy. Yeah, I got nothing against him, but no, because that would have to be like hardcore real baseball. hardcore baseball stuff. And I'd rather just talk to a personality guy like Cruck yeah. than Buster. No disrespect to the Vanderbilt alum. Yeah, but, I, I don't uh, want to talk to Cruck about baseball per se. I want to talk to Cruck about lifestyle. Right, right. Um, 
How about this? This is a good one, and I think we can get them. How about Sal Pal? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, talk about a beauty, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. When did I was shows working, with him, too. Uh, you did. Yeah. When I was working with Mike and he would call in for Tuesdays with Sal, mm-hmm. I know people love the behind the scenes shit. Yeah. He'd call up at 510 or like, or like I would actually, I would call him at 509 and he'd be getting ready to go to him. And I'd put him on, I'd go, all right, Sal, I'm going to put you on hold. Mike will get right to you. And if Mike took more than 48 seconds, oh. he would hang up and call back yep. and, and be like, don't make me. And like, I got no control here. Right. You know, Mike's there just rambling on and Mike's right. oblivious half time. Doesn't know he's even on hold. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Oh man, what a pain in the ass he was, but I, I'd like to have him on. Yeah. Uh, Vi. Of course. Uh, Mitchie Poo, Mitch Williams. Oh yeah. He's, tr- he he's does tremendous. A- yeah, it does a podcast on the Wildfire Network yeah, as well. He's tremendous. And we got to get our our buddy on Colin Thompson as well. I saw he's down in the Caribbean right now. Yeah, he's for his he's, off season. He'd be easy to get though. And he does a, a podcast. We could promote that. He does not uh, for long. Not for long. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So some good names there, some good suggestions. Yeah. Now I noticed I answered um a question on the stream here, and it came up like I was answering from like six different accounts. Yeah, that's just because you're logged in as through the StreamYard thing. So it it answers from oh. all the accounts that are currently open. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because somebody, uh, Joey B, said, how about Lisa Ann versus Ava Adams? I said, I know Lisa, but I'd love to know Ava. Yeah. That was my response, but it came through like every account. So I didn't want to attribute that to Park Sportsbook or yourself for that matter. Well, that was Lisa me. Ann was a guest on the radio show. She did her fantasy segment. Every she did week. every Friday. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah, was great. She was great. Yep. She's awesome. Yeah, and she's, she, awesome. she's so involved in it now. She does a serious show, all kinds yeah. of stuff. She's doing cooking stuff too now. If you Is that follow, right? Follow her Instagram. Yeah. She's she's active. Wow. I didn't know a that. A million followers too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good stuff. Um, Joey B on the stream said, uh, uh, we want more Mert stories from his meetings with Beetlejuice back in the day. When I was at YSP, we did this contest of like you be the DJ, and we brought all these people in, mm-hmm. and we brought in you know the Jim Florentine who were efforting to get on here, right? Uh, all kinds of people, and Beetlejuice was one of the guys, and I had to like engineer it. Oh man! And I'm telling you, this Stunad couldn't say more than two two words in a row without fucking up. Oh my god! <clears throat> and him and you know you've seen him on camera, Harry. Yeah, him in yeah, person yeah. is disturbing. Yeah, yeah, a little distracting. Yeah. yeah, that little head. Uh-huh. No. Oh, oh yeah. no. So so how right. how many how many takes did it take until he got what you needed him to do? Well, like I, I was like kind of confused. Do I want to make him sound almost polished and like he can talk, or is the charm in the fact that he can't? I think the charm is in the fact that he can't. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, say Metallica is coming up next, and he'd be like, metal from your just like I don't even know what he would say. Just something totally all over the place. <laughs> AJP oh. says we need to get Bundy on. Oh yeah, I talked to Bundy the other day. Oh man, is he He's fired up? Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. Now is he, is he a little too fired up? Um, on some things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's out there. Yeah. He's a great guy though. He I, is. He is real good dude. He is uh, one of the great guys to talk to now are you going to be covering this press conference live or you will you be doing watching it from home and maybe uh blogging about it or something well they're going to actually they've been doing all their availabilities on zoom but this one will be in person oh um so the media members will be there at the skate zone uh for it i don't know if i will be there i probably Mm. will watch it on zoom i don't ask questions in those i'm not a I'm not a beat writer. I'm not a media member, so I don't ask it. But I do right. have a one-on-one scheduled for him after where I oh. will tape an interview with him for Thursday's Flyers Daily. Nice. So I'll be able to ask my questions then. All right. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, wow, you're, you're like Pat McAfee with Aaron Rodgers. You get your own time. Exactly. Wow. I mean, like cool. usually like I have guests whenever I want them on Flyers Daily, but in the midst of this season, I just haven't had many because who the, who the hell wants to talk? Mm-hmm. When you're in a 10 game, now 12 game losing streak. Yeah. What is there to say? Yeah. I mean, really? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm making it through these episodes somehow coming up with angles, but yeah. I mean, like I, I keep saying, like, we got to find a way to come to 
peace with the fact that this season stinks and the team is in a bad way to find something positive to come out of it. Like even when your team stinks, you got to find something positive, right? Well, I don't know. Do you? Yeah. I mean, mean, like you see young players getting better draft pick and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, is, are they getting better or is it, is it fact that they're playing amongst the, the rest of the roster that isn't very good? Are they standouts on a bad roster? Well, I mean, that's what you want to see. You want to see guys develop. You go, okay, this guy, you know, you want them to make their mistakes when the season doesn't matter like a rookie mistakes, get mm-hmm. that shit out of the way. Right. And then, you know, you move forward and go into next season, having already, you know, made the mistakes and, and hopefully the team can turn around. And the last time they, they, they had a horrible season was 06, 07 hair. That was when they traded Forsberg. They fired Ken Hitchcock and, and oh, Bob man. Clark yeah. early in the season. That off season, they made a ton of changes they got Briere and teaming in or Hartnell mm-hmm. and teaming in from Nashville. Uh, with some good uh, trades and, and made some things happen. They did have more cap space than they have now, although they will have some. And mm-hmm. they went to a conference final the next year. So, yeah, like a lot of times in sports, like you feel like you're really far off and you're not as far off as you think in, in a sport like hockey, especially. Yeah. So Danny Briere I mean, was one of my favorite flyers. Yeah. he He's a my, great guy. Best guy I've ever covered in sport, period. Yeah. And really? Yeah. Wow. That's a big, that's a big, uh, it's a big That's statement, big. right? That is. Yeah. It's a just bold a, statement. He he just recently went back to school because he's getting into the hockey ops management now. He was a finalist for the Canadians GM position. Oh, yeah. And he ended up not getting it, but he went back to school. He went to uh, enrolled at the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School of Finance to further his skill set to be wow. an effective general manager in the National Hockey League. Good for him. Yeah. Not many guys would do that. A former no. player. No, I, I tried to no. book him one day and I, and I I said, can you do like tomorrow at like one o'clock? And he said, I'm, I'm going to be in class. I'm like class. <laughs> it's like, I'm back in school. Wow. Like, in school. You're a millionaire. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I could do school. that. I don't know if I could go back to school. Yeah. I just hire a guy to handle that aspect of it. Unless it would be in the Rodney Dangerfield aspect. That would be about it. <laughs> Call me when you have no class. <laughs> right. <laughs> Was that Sally Kellerman? Yes. Yes. He's asking around, are you busy tonight? Yeah. No, not that. I have class. What about tomorrow? I have class. Well, call me when you have no class. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> it's class. So great. Uh, all right. That's uh, that's enough for today. Yeah. I, I feel like we've exhausted uh, any and all material that we do have. Uh, 91L6er says if Jason went back to school, it'd be like Billy Madison. <laughs> Very similar. I'd yeah. be in the kindergarten class yep. in a small desk and I'd fit. Right. Wearing a hockey sweater. Yes, you're, very, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, nothing else to say, Har? No, nah, I think that's it. I'll save right, we'll, uh, the documentary I watched yesterday for next week. Oh, we'll, you'll, you'll appreciate me, it. What's the documentary? Just tell me. So it was maybe... called Under the Volcano, and it's on Showtime On Demand. Okay. Under it's the about, Volcano. It's about George Martin, the former Beatles producer. Yeah, super who, producer. Who went on to who open his own studio, build and open his own studio post-Beatles in uh, uh, the Caribbean. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. I'll have to check that out. Um, also, are you watching Ozark? Uh, no, I heard it uh, just opened or started again the other day, right? Yeah, last Friday. And yeah. I talked to Egan, and Egan's already got the recap because apparently he can get the stuff early. Uh-huh. But he said, I, I've watched the first three episodes of it's part four or it's season four, part one. It's going to be in two parts, seven episodes each. And it's it's been good so far. Mm, good. Well, it's not. That's a, that's a show I had to bail on because the wife wouldn't watch it anymore. So that I only I only have limited time by myself to watch what I want to watch, like during the day. Yeah, because there's all this other stuff I got to do and watch that it's really kind of put a kink in my Ozark. So I got to find, I got to really carve out more time to get back into that series. Cause it was amazing. Yeah. You, we may have to have an intervention with the Lima. Based yeah. On that, well, that, yeah. That, um, I don't know. If, I don't know if you have that kind of time. Um, Ash tweet or uh, posted on the uh, comments and said, is how still mad at Mert for oh. the Wentz story. I'm oh. sure he's not happy. We have not run into each other. Yeah. Was that was, the one about the back? Yeah. He was yeah. fucking pissed. Yeah. Yeah. He sending Anthony text messages when I broke that. Oh yeah, saying that it was, uh, you know, slander and blah blah slander. blah. Slander. 
Yeah, because I said because my report was that he's got a fracture in his back, mm-hmm. and that the team did not make him aware of it initially, mm. and I had really good information, mm-hmm. like not just that I heard, but I had right. it on my phone, right. and uh, and there was some other stuff with some other players that I didn't report, and yeah. people were saying I I made it up. It was I bullshit. know one of those players you're you're referring to there too. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, really yeah. bad. Yeah, and. You know, everybody was saying I made it up. It was bullshit. And I, I tell people all the time, I say, you know how you know it wasn't made up? Because I was never suspended for a day. I never retracted a single element of that mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Never. Right. And if it was bullshit, I would have either been suspended, fired, or retracted. Right. Neither. Keep that, keep that in mind. Exactly. So, and now he's probably happy because Wentz is no longer here. He ran him out of town. Right. And the fans did not run him out of town. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are the plays again, Harry, for the Park Sportsbook app? The, I took Kansas. Play? Yeah. The, uh, Sam Burns, first Gosh. round leader, minus not Tom 2,200. Burn. No, not Tom Burns. This guy went to LSU. Okay. Um, and I took the Kansas City Chiefs minus the seven. All right. So go on the Park Sportsbook app uh, and download it on your phone, Android or iPhone. And new customers, uh, if you sign up now, no, no promo required. Just deposit and your first bet's going to be risk-free. And you can do it on one of those uh, aforementioned ones that Harry has. Maybe, you know, you cash in a nice uh, nice ticket to get started. Even if you're using another app, another service, try the Parks one. It's really right. simple to use. So we highly encourage people to do that. Follow them on uh, at Park Sportsbook on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as well. You'll get daily specials, all kinds of stuff, and player performances, and same game parlays, live in-game betting. It's awesome. Yeah, and all the video content, too, on their social media, too, is, is a lot. Great. Absolutely. Yeah, so much. Mike Quick was doing stuff. Rich Gannon. All Rich Gannon, yeah. So, good stuff. All right, uh, that's going to put a wrap on Episode 8. Everybody, leave us uh, a rating and review. Subscribe if you have not. We've got some new reviews in. Maybe we'll read some of those coming up in, a, in an episode uh, on the way as well. But have a good one. We'll crank it up again next week. You got it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Odd G's Podcast. <laughs>